Well, hello, friends. As I record this, it is Friday, and I am so looking forward to the upcoming weekend. I don't know about you, but for this to be a quick Labor Day week for most of us that are in the five-day workforce world, it has definitely been hot and heavy. I wanted to share uh, what I alluded to in my first season 10 uh, podcast that I released. I talked a little bit about how I am revisiting some of the things that I'm doing. And I think this is a perfect time. I think as the seasons change, it only makes sense that we also endure change too. You know, the things that we do in winter months aren't the same we do in spring or summer or vice versa. And I think it's so pivotal that we understand that we have to go within the flow instead of fighting against it. And I remember oftentimes I wasn't ready to let summer go. I am a summer spring person. And when I think of spring, I really want weather that's 75 and above with no cool temps in between. Um, I live in the Midwest and we are surrounded by the lake. So everything around the lake is always a little bit cooler. So in order for me to feel comfortable, I typically have to be in ranges up over 75 degrees to really feel like it's an enjoyable experience. And over the years, I have thought to just delay doing things for the fall. And even though my birthday is in the fall, one of the things I look forward to right along with pumpkin spice lattes, which I don't drink anymore as much, and also my birthday in September and my favorite holiday, Halloween, I still long for summer. And what I have grown to understand more and more as I've gotten older is that when we fight against what is, it makes things so much difficult for us. I know for myself, I've had a really challenging time, one, staying focused, two, staying motivated. And I kind of don't want to use that word because motivation sometimes can mean lack thereof. But I also think there's an opportunity to expand that thought, to look at it as maybe there's an opportunity for change. And maybe the way you have been doing something or the way conventional wisdom tells you how to do something, you are now understanding that it's not working for you. So for example, my workout routine used to be 5 a.m. and I made no excuses for that. I would get her done and that was just how it was. But in time, I also realized that in order to be productive, I really need to have good sleep quality. And I think that's the foundation for all of health if I wanna be really candid. We can do all the things to push things inside of our body, but we need to take care of the outside structure and most of the time, it comes with us making sure that we are getting full, adequate rest. And something I've had to admit to myself recently is that for whatever reasons that I'm not willing to face at this time, and I'm being very transparent, I'm not doing the things I was doing before to have a restful sleep pattern. I remember before my daughter came home uh, after summer break, I had a really good night routine. And I mean, I did not break the course. I would have my dinner. I would watch a little TV, maybe scroll a little bit on the social media buzz. I would go upstairs, 
listen to my music, light incense or candles, start a shower, do my face routine and work on my journaling, talk to my boyfriend and I would go to sleep. I had a very set schedule and that led to the success I had being able to get up and get up at five. Fast forward to now, I have a cat in my herd that is apparently wanting to get up in the middle of the night and she is really um, causing a lot of sleep disturbances. And that's something I am really struggling with. And I know, you know, when I mentioned this, people say, I can't believe you're letting your cat take you through all of that. And the honest truth of it is, is that sometimes I am trying to allow her the time to find something else to do. I try not to interact with her to get her going. But I've noticed over these last couple of weeks, I think she's making her night transition um, an issue. Now, it was interesting because my younger cat was giving me a little bit of a heartburn for some time and she's tapered off. And now the older cat is giving me the heartburn. And I've had to come to some real conclusions that I may have to close my door at night, as uncomfortable as that may be. And I don't want to hear the scratching noise. The reality is that I have to get some rest. The reality is that I am not doing all I can to make sure that I'm off of these devices in a timely manner. So for example, I probably need to stop scrolling well a couple of hours before bed. I also probably need to move my phone and it's a proven study now, you really shouldn't have your phone by your bed, but that's something I've been doing because I've trained myself that, ooh, if someone calls me, if it's an emergency, I won't be able to hear it. And that's, again, me conditioning myself, but there's other places I can put that phone in my room instead of by my bed. And the other thing that I have to be honest with, a lot of us, like myself, we have phone addiction. And that phone addiction, whether we want to admit it or not, satisfies something. And for me, I think I have a lot of things going on in my brain right now. And when I get to look at social media content, it's giving me an outlet not to have to focus on the things that are kind of nagging at me, as my guy would say, behind the curtain. Like I have some really big things that I need to settle financially, and I really haven't created a plan for that because part of my issue is if I'm able to do uh, all what I need to do. The other thing is that I am not giving myself enough credit for the things that I do do. And like many of us, we just take for granted all the things that we do to sustain ourselves. And I think a lot of times we get, need to get ourselves, give ourselves more grace. That there are times which we can't always be in go-go mode and project mode. Sometimes we do need to mentally take a step back. Sometimes every problem just won't be worked out this week. And that's the hardcore reality. Sometimes we won't have all the answers. And I think as an adult, especially as I get older, you feel like you thought things would get easier. And then as you you know, get into midlife, you realize there is another set of challenges and there is no such thing as easier. I think there are some aspects of life that have become a little bit more predictable and you have more experience under your belt 
therefore you're able to navigate it better. I think what I'm learning too is that there are aspects of this life that truly just make me uncomfortable. And I think I need to take some time to unpack that. I also want to look for another therapist. I had a couple of therapists at one point in time, and that was kind of fun. You know, there was one therapist I felt like she really had the history with me and we really did well with, you know, some of the narcissist work uh, with some of some partners I had and some parenting dynamics, my parenting style, my dating style. And I really did well with her. The other young lady I started working with, I think I eventually started doing well with her, but she was finishing up in school. And then by the time she got her practice and I got my schedule sunk, it just, I just wasn't able to meet with her. So the other part of it too, is that I've been procrastinating about finding a therapist. And it's one of those things where I tell my kids, my adult children, you know, you don't want to have to need a doctor when you need one. You want to have one already picked out. So when the need comes, because at some point you will need a doctor, you're not out there, you know, having a crisis and trying to find somebody in your crisis. Because a lot of times when we're in crisis mode, I believe that we don't always operate from the best place. And again, I've learned this over the course of parenting for myself. I'm not saying this is applicable for all facets of life, but I can tell you for myself that, you know, when my kids were younger and I was worried about how we were going to sustain, you know, certain aspects of our, our life, I really didn't have the capacity to take on a whole lot more than getting through the day. There was no way I was thinking about what Santa was bringing. There was no way I was thinking about parent-teacher conference. I had bigger fish to fry. And I only had so much energy and I had to expend it in a way where I can get through my day. And if that meant I didn't go to a parent teacher conference meeting, if that meant I didn't have plans far out for the next six months and I was just in day to day mode, that's what worked for me at the time. So I thought, but what I realized is that if I had the opportunity to properly unpack and probably have someone uh, like a skilled therapist who was used to treating patients like myself, I probably would have had some tools in my toolbox to better navigate, not just through the moment, but for the moments that were uh, coming, uh, so to come, you know, in the near future. And I mention this because I think the one thing that I know now for sure is that you can't be too proactive. I have always been a planner, but more so on paper and less in action. And I've just finally gotten to a point. And I also think some of this also comes with um, having access. A lot of times people can do very well when they have access. And access looks different for a lot of people. But I know that having financial means definitely creates a different point of access. So for example, if you are looking to get your body together and you have money to hire uh, someone who is uh, skilled at, you know, getting a, a body together in a number of weeks and you're able to have a personal trainer and also have someone make your food, that definitely eliminates some of the thinking and the stress. It takes those jobs off of your plate. 
And that's the one thing people have to really see big picture about wealth and uh, people, you know, that are in the 1%. They have time. They have more time that they are able to do the things that they want to do instead of saturated in things that, you know, they don't want to necessarily do. They can farm out as much things as possible. And a lot of times for the average Joe, like ourselves, you know, we have to be the person that makes the meals. We have to be the person that's the housekeeper. And I know some of us have the ability to occasionally maybe even hire someone full time to cook or maybe on a part time basis or even do situations where you do a meal prep. I see this on TikTok all the time where people will go to a restaurant, they'll take a family style meal and they'll put it in containers. And I find it interesting, I'll say. And I don't want to judge people because everyone has to get it where they are. And for some people, this makes sense. But sometimes when I look at the money, I'm thinking you probably could have did that on your own for a whole lot cheaper. But again, if you're pressed for time, I then do see how this could sort of make sense. So oftentimes when we are trying to do all the things, we only have so much energy. And that's what's leading me to my next thought process as well. You know, as the day goes on for me, the energy tank gets slower and lower. By the top of the day, I usually have a little bit more energy. But as the day progresses, I get to a point where the energy tank is burned out. There's no other things that I have to offer. And I have to continue to manage what I really can muster to get done and physically have the bandwidth to tackle. And this goes back to my original statement when I opened the podcast to talk about understanding being in the flow. And I think that it's critical for us to do an assessment of who we are as people and understand what things kind of drive us. So for example, if you know that the later part of your day is the day that you can crank out a lot, then it would probably be advantageous to set up your time in a way where if you have something big to take care of, probably the top of the day wouldn't be to your best advantage, but maybe doing something towards the towards the middle of the day when your energy is there, you'll get more bang for your buck. I know for me, visually, I do much better when I write stuff in a calendar and if I put it on a whiteboard in my home than me just thinking I'm going to remember. I put a lot of items in my phone and it works most of the time. What I'm working on now is to rebuild and introduce some habits that I haven't solidified as of yet. And one of them is so small, but it's actually huge and it's water. One thing that I noticed about myself is that I had a tendency not to get in my water intake for whatever reasons. I'm not going to um, shame myself, but I have to be quite honest. I would let the day go on and I would be super dehydrated and not realizing that part of some of the hunger issues, lack thereof, or feeling sluggish is because my system just needed some good H2O. So I have an app and I mentioned it before that I'm using to kind of help remind me that, hey, I need to get some water in. And I mentioned that because everybody has a mechanism that works best for them. Sometimes it's an app. Sometimes it's an alarm. 
when I first started working with the coach that I worked through with my job, we set up alarms on my phone. But for me, over time, I began to ignore those alarms. And that's the thing I notice about myself. There are times when I get to a routine, a portion of it, where I don't hear the alarms, I'll ignore, and it won't incentivize me to keep going. So I have to find different ways to keep my engagement. And I have to be honest, depending on what kind of week it is, that probably will vacillate. But the one thing I'm doing now is to make a general all consensus of what is owed to myself for the week. And that way, at the end of the week, I can make my summation of, did I do as much of the things that I needed to? And maybe on Monday and Tuesday wasn't a good water day, but maybe the rest of the week was. And that helps me kind of quantify, okay, I may not be as consistent, but I am still doing the thing that I need to do to move the needle along. And I think understanding what drives you is really so self-key in all of this and not working against yourself. And just how in the fall we kind of slow down, you know, the weather begins to, you know, change a little bit. And we may have to grab a jacket or a cardigan. We have to kind of go with the flow in our life too. You know, what we were doing one season doesn't apply in this one. And we have to adjust to those changes accordingly. And when we fight against it, it makes things so much harder for us. So I encourage you to revisit some of your routines and what really was successful for you over these last few months. You know, as we are in the thick of things, we just have three more months to finish out 2023, if you can believe it. It feels like this year has flown by. I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel like I blinked and it was almost half the way of the year. And now it's my birthday. And when it gets to the point of my birthday, it's literally close to two months of the year just about being completed. And I tell you, it has been quite a journey. Make sure that as we end out 2023, you don't look back with a bunch of regrets on things that you should have, could have did, but you start where you are today and began to evaluate what things can you really truly take on and make some valuable change. Because the reality is we can't do all the things at all the time. We have to prioritize. Some things will get in the back. Some things will move up front. Some things will pull it off till later. One of the things that I'm trying to really focus on this year is to have Christmas behind me by the time Halloween comes. And that is a really ambitious goal for me. But I am so over last minute trying to figure out my Christmas. And I've had to get to a point where I've had to say, okay, if this is important to me, I have to make it a priority and it does it can't be not, it has to be non-negotiable. And that means I have to do some planning and it has to happen. And I've had to revisit how I also want a Christmas, you know, with adult children. Um, a couple of my kids don't reside with me. So I think about, you know, especially when COVID came and the mail system and all kinds of different things and the delays. And I had one daughter who 
stays in an apartment complex and they don't seem to guard the things well. She's in a new one, so that's slightly better. I have another daughter. She's not too far away, so I'm able to at least do things for her in person. But I also don't want to lose my time in going to all these places. So I have quantified, at least for my children, there are just some pointed things that I'm going to focus on and not all of the things. And for me, I'm calling it key gifts. You know, I think I would get into the weeds of trying to get all the things. And really, I just need to come up with a couple of gifts that I feel like is really important to them based on feedback I've given to them. They've given to me, I'm sorry, and, and focus on those things. The other thing is for my extended family, there's a lot of times where I'm at the last minute buying these um, gift baskets. And I like gift baskets because a lot of times, especially with um, my aunts, we kind of like the bath and body thing. I think most women that I know like to have something to treat themselves. So I want to proactively work on those and get those early. I know sometimes it's nice to wait around the holidays because sometimes you can get some really cool things that are already pre-made and you don't have to do. Um, but I also uh, am keeping my eyes open, you know, to see if there's anything that I can do. And just to be insightful, you know, and to understand that there's going to be maybe a couple of gifts that I didn't think about and getting gift cards and having those available, you know, um, those don't get old. So that's just another mechanism. So I hope that as you are going through this month of September, that you are going in with ease and flow and you are taking the time to do the things that honor who you are, where you are. And we all can use a little extra love on ourselves and to give ourselves grace when we fall short. You can listen to any other podcast, but you decided to listen to mine. And I always appreciate your listenership. Again, friends, namaste.